Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Reservation, a podcast of three native brothers. I'm Mal. I'm El. And I'm the son of Picasso. Here, coming live right at your face, in your ear holes, and, you know, through Just those two. the internet. Just those two holes. <laughs> those, those two holes. We don't want. Let's hope. We don't want any trouble. That's, Please don't call the police. That's. Did, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're we're, we're not Matthew. McC- we're unfiltered. <laughs> we're not Matthew McConaughey. We're not going to try to, you know, hang out with your teenage children. What? Hey, 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 let's not go besmirching, bes- besmirching the, the very nice name of Matthew McConaughey. I mean, he's all right, all right, all right. <laughs> exactly. Cool. All right, Mal, what are we talking about today, my friend? Uh, so today, I think I think for our first episode, if this is really, truly our first episode, because, I mean, what did we do last time we recorded and realized that I cannot keep my mind on one topic? Like, maybe I have ADHD, but... Sorry, I've gone on a tangent again. Already. Already, and it's Give we barely up. started. Anyways. Um, I like to make it work for me <laughs> when I ADHD out. ADHD. Ew. <laughs> keep, keep that to yourself. Keep that ADHD to yourself. Uh, so I guess what we're going to talk about the first time is this first time is. Oh, well, wait, maybe we should talk about what this is. You know? Oh. Ooh, good start. Uh, I believe you have the information. Where did we get the name Off the Reservation? Off the Reservation. Uh, well, I guess the the concept, which is funny because I wasn't exactly in the room for the, for the naming of it, but I feel like the idea is that we are all three brothers that have been, we're the first generation born off the reservation. Uh, we're all Native American. Uh, I, Mal, am Navajo and Kiowa, and uh, a little other, a few other things thrown in there for a little extra spice, like Pueblo. Yeah, we're part Pueblo and Delaware and French, Irish, Spanish. Yeah. (laughs) We're like 31 flavors. Of Indian. (laughs) We're 31 flavors of awesome. And, uh, well, so originally, right, the term off the reservation is almost, it kind of came out of a derogatory term, right? In that sense that it was literally meaning to leave somewhere that you weren't supposed to be leaving. Yeah, you were leaving confinement. And and so <laughs> over the years, it's become a term that said, and I think it's even in question now if people should be using it because it's in reference, like you said, of, of, of obviously, of, yeah, you know, of being put into a, a reservation and, and being put in your place yeah you know or, i mean essentially it's, it's a it's a large land mass of a prison it's, it's a big prison that they put native americans to make sure that they killed them off and so the term to go off the reservation was um like you said, it's a derogatory term to leave an Indian reservation uh, to which one was restricted. That's from Wiktionary, which is obviously very reliable. Yeah. But for our purposes and ideas, is we, we all grew up away from the reservation. I, we mm-hmm. grew up in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, we're stone's throw from... Reservations. Plenty of reservations Pueblos, and yeah. Pueblos around. Sandia but, Pueblo, Pitsleta Pueblo, Sia mm-hmm. Pueblo. Laguna. Yeah. But for the most part, we grew up in We grew up in the city, yeah. And that, for us, is different. That experience for us is a little bit different being Native people growing up in a city away from away from your roots in that sense, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, And, and uh, our, our grandparents, our, our parents, uh, all grew up um, on some kind of government... Installation. installation, whether it was a military base or, you know, the actual real reservation or even overseas. You know, we have uncles who were born in Germany because in Germany. they're, you know, our grandfather was serving in the armed forces. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we're a part of that generation that is making headway, we're, you know, we're the first of, of our kind to, you know, in essence, have a nine to five to... Um, have a mortgage to have um, things that you know our ancestors that were 
in prison that we're never able to even have. And so, you know, making that headway is, is one of those things where you're like, wow, we're the first to, to do some of these things. We're the first almost to be on the moon, sort of, you know. And well, that it's a privilege, yeah, yeah, for sure, right? And you almost feel like I got to do something with it, you know? Yeah, like, I, I don't yeah, want to just waste it. Because it's you know? a responsibility, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, it's crazy when you look at the fact, like, there's... I don't know if it was because we all grew up like within a time span of like you guys are a little younger than me by like seven to ten years, right? Yeah. Like when I was growing up, I was the only Indian in school, like for a lot of my childhood, besides the my cousin who I also went to school with. You know what I mean? And that I mean, and he doesn't really even count. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, growing up and. And experiencing that, it, it really cemented the idea of you were different, you know, and it made you reexamine how you carried yourself in normal society, because a lot of times you were scrutinized, like, oh, like you're 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 native, you know, you uh, you're your representation of your people, and not just yourself. And sometimes, you know, in essence, you didn't ask for that role. You didn't no. ask for that position. You didn't ask to be born. You were just born, you know? Hmm. And so... I mean, the great creator decided to make me and bless me as a Native American. And, and it's great. And so, you know, you, you, you think about things like that and they shape who you are as a person now. And so, you know, as we're all growing up and having kids and they're the second generation to be born off the reservation, it's really makes you rethink your life and your your childhood, you know. Well, Re-examine, like, all the things that you've experienced. I mean, for me, for me growing up, because, like, I'm in be in the between of you two. Uh, sort of Age Picasso. Wise. Yeah. Um, and literally. You're literally, sitting, you're literally <laughs> sitting in between us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but growing up, like, I grew up in a weird... Um, in between of like people respecting and revering Native Americans and people being like, eh, this is, you know, it's cool. Um, but for me specifically, like I grew up with long hair and that was like the big identifier for me is like having long hair um, growing up. And, you know, obviously I'm darker than most of the other kids. Um, and in that sense, like, I got mistaken a lot of the times for being Hispanic. I mean, we live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, there's a predominant Hispanic community here. Yeah. And especially when you have short hair, sometimes you're able, like, I don't know, I guess. Let me rethink about what I'm saying here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't know how many times people, you know, they, yeah, you know, they Spanish start speaking Spanish. Up, Spanish yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah. I don't sorry, speak Spanish, don't speak Spanish. I'm sorry. Yeah. And they think that uh, you're being estar la biblioteca? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that's... Well, I know for me, like, growing up, like, yeah, when you grow up, I think, as a native in the city, and you're not with other natives that are growing up on the reservations or mm -hmm. just back home, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you, you miss out on stuff, you know what I mean? You miss out on on some of the experience, you know, that helps shape um, Native people, you know? Well, yeah. I also think, though, that the struggle is a lot more in your face off the reservation because you're faced with other things that that they're not faced with there. You know what I mean? Oh, if, yeah, it's different. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, different just, experiences, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's really neat about being a Native in the city is that all of our experiences are completely different. You know, mm, definitely. Um, my generation when I was growing up, you know, the part of town that we lived in was called the war zone, you know, mm -hmm. and as you were growing up, you know, our family made a better life for themselves and you grew up in a completely different part of town than where I grew up in, you know? Yeah. And so <clears throat> it's just, it's, oh, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely is one of those things that that definitely shapes your idea of, of what it was like. Because for you, I mean, I can't imagine our parents ever letting you wander around the streets, let alone at night. 
Oh, especially in the neighborhood we lived in. Like that, that was that was not an option. Was that neighborhood always that way when you guys, for as long as you you know, it was always like that? Or well, was there ever a point so where... So a lot of people don't know this, but the way Albuquerque was carved up during that time was it was controlled by the cartel. So a lot of these cartels operated in those blocks that called the war zone. And so that's why it was the murder capital of the Southwest for such a long time. And so as they went to gentrify things... You know, they put up all these roadblocks and made things one ways and pretty much just made the area just uninhabitable for for them. And that slowed down maybe in the early 2000s. Hmm. And so as that changed, you know, the type of people that moved in there changed to lower income families. Things kind of slowed down and, you know, which is good. But, you know, the problems picked up and went somewhere else. So Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, so being native and growing up in the city, or at least for myself, I always found myself uh, unsure of where I sat almost in society, you know, because like you said, like you, there wasn't a whole lot of other native kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there was when I grew up, but I always felt like there was, they had something I didn't, you yeah. know, and like yeah, they I grew up with families, they, they spoke the language, you know, their family spoke the language mm-hmm. at home. And I, we don't, we didn't have that. My parents don't. See, you know? you know, that's where you and I share something in common because I really identified myself growing up by the sports I played. Mm. I loved to play football, yeah. and I played football my my whole gosh younger years of of being on this planet, and <laughs> and that is something that I was able to I really sink my teeth into as a kid and mm. really you know, get involved in because you got that camaraderie yeah. and you weren't necessarily different on the football field. It was yeah. more settled by strength and, and what you could do versus, you know, the way you looked. Yeah. And yeah. so it was easier. You to, all look the same. And then you're on a team too. So it mm-hmm. created a different environment. And so I think that's something that we share in common. Yeah, honestly, I'm pretty thankful for sports in that sense, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it helps shape us as, I think it's helped shape at least myself and probably maybe for you too, like you just said, like yeah. working as a team and understanding like what that means. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're 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 not all going to be all stars, mm-hmm. you know, but to get that win, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And uh, I think that's something, and that's a different topic for another time. But. <laughs> well, definitely. I mean, like, but, you know, you look at it though across the other way other side of the board those type of things aren't even afforded to native youth on the reservation like there's no yaffle football league out there there's like there's basketball which is amazing but how many people are on a basketball team do you know what i mean yeah how many players are on a basketball team and how many even have the financial freedom to be able to try to invest in the equipment to do something like that shorts and you know so we're definitely privileged in that oh yeah definitely i mean there were some areas well I, you know like you said it's it's different yeah right well at the same time though when i say privilege let me explain to you like when we say privilege it wasn't like our parents were just like oh let me just get the money on do oh, it no, no like our parents no. had to go and like save five different paychecks up <laughs> and save over five months in order to be able to afford these things for us because we were by no means people of means you know mm, what i mean no. Like, and just because we were born off the reservation doesn't mean that our parents were like rolling in the dough. No, I by mean, no means. Like our father was a full time artist, and our mom pretty much was his co artist and helped him through it. Your dad supported. <laughs> yeah, my dad worked all over the place. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, so you know, when you think of it like that, like we are quite literally grew up living hand to mouth, and so. You know th- that level of of poverty <clears throat> also transforms you as a, as a youth, you know. And so now that we're all growing up into adults, you know, that idea of willing to work as hard as you can, you know, is definitely you, is relevant in us because I see how successful we all are as people. There's no sense of oh, let me just lay here and well, it, somebody's going to save us. There's an idea of like. I am going to work harder than the next person to get out of this situation. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the privilege of opportunity. I mean, we because we grew up in the city, because there's so many jobs just around the corner, you have the ability to go, okay, I'm going to go work at Walmart. I'm going to go work at uh, um, 
I don't know, the gas station, you're going to start doing these jobs. And if you have the drive, you have the desire, you can um, make it bigger. I mean, you can work at a hotel, you can work at all these things. And because you're in the city, you don't have that isolation of, I mean, when I think of like, when I think of the reservation, I think of like, like Window Rock, like you go to Window Rock, it's right on the border between New Mexico and Arizona, and they have a Taco Bell, a KFC, and I think those are like the same building. Um, maybe a church's chicken, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of things. Just minimum wage jobs. And, and minimum wage jobs. And like, what are you going to do? You're going to eventually like become the manager of those establishments. How many managers can they have in... Yeah, definitely limited mm-hmm. just in the opportunities that afforded to them, right? I mean, yeah, but yeah. And when you think of when I think of like the reservation as a, as itself, like for uh, for you to really make a good in uh, to one of the opportunities you have to make an income is becoming an artist. And so a lot of the times in the restaurants, like in Gallup, if you go miles into New Mexico from Window Rock, you get to Gallup, and in Gallup. You go along any of the, uh, go, if you go into any of the restaurants like the along, you uh, along the highway there. I mean, you pass through Gallup to go into uh, California. You go through there, you stop and eat. You'll see grandmothers and um, other people walking around, trying to sell you ear earrings made out of you know silver, sterling silver, nickel nickel silver um those kinds of things and the beading stuff and so the opportunities to to go in to do something to pursue an, a, in a career in, in a different path than you would on the reservation is is much more yeah 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 you said it all bro <laughs> Said it all, man. He said it all. <laughs> Gosh, Forrest Gump was funny. Man, um, it, just a little side. I mean, side story. I was thinking back of our childhood, and like, do you guys remember growing up at Taos, like with everybody there in front of the the, the home, hmm. and like that was just crazy to think about the history of us being all in front of that 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 house you know Mm -hmm. how many of our generations stood in front of that house and like played you know eight yeah and it's just it's crazy to think about that we ourselves are descendants of those people you know what i mean that itself Mm -hmm. is amazing i think i think the cooler thing uh, the cool thing about it is the fact that like even though we were born off the reservation we we all grew up off the reservation i mean our grandparents live in in albuquerque as well we still, because we have our ties back to the reservation, it mean, meant that we were able to, like, tra- well, transverse I, I the, guess the two. And What I want to say first off is just because you're born on the reservation or off the reservation, that doesn't prove how much of a native you are. Yeah. That just shows where you were born, you know. It's just the location. And, you know, it. at least that's how I always felt about it. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I feel like... I mean that that controversial argument. Is, you know, is big I'm by no means it. saying that living on the reservation is substandard. What, no, I, no, what no, I'm no. saying is, that, yes, there is beauty on the reservation because we've, as Native people, are able to find the beauty in anything, right? Yeah. And finding that beauty there. Um. Let's see. What am I trying to say? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think that that. Um, one of the bigger misconceptions about the reservation um, is the fact that it's like some kind of well, like like I said earlier that, it, that it's a prison, but at the same time it's also partially ancestral lands. Like our grandparents did grow up on certain sections of the land, but at the same time, like for the Navajo side, they had a summer house and a winter house, and so they take their sheep, move them up the hill live in the higher elevation during the summer, feed their sheep. Once uh, the winter was coming in, they'd move their sheep down to lower elevation to survive the winter and last through mm-hmm. the winter. But there wasn't any, there wasn't any borders. There wasn't yeah, any there fences. Was... 
and the land wasn't wasn't ours it wasn't you know ours in the sense that you dig your hands into it and grit your teeth and hold on to it but it was ours in the sense that it was everyone's it was the people's land and the people if you look at a lot of native american um names and ideas they're identifying um the their name that they're identified as are generally um mean the people mm-hmm. and you know i think that that's one of the things that i've always having my dad being my dad i always looked at it as he would always explain it to me like this like the fact that our native that we're native blood the united whole continent the whole continental united states belongs to native americans so even if you live in the city if you live at the top of a mountaintop if you live in south america north america canada it's all indian land it's all ancestrally ours as a people group it doesn't matter where you live and the fact is getting off the reservation is one step to getting that birthright back to us it's it's like if we don't do that then society is just going to continue to go on as it is and we're going to live off of there and they're going to live there and there's going to be this giant un separation yeah well not just that but there's going to be this giant level of unfairness you know and that's the part where i was talking about a few weeks ago about reparations is closing that gap is part of making native people whole again it's like the idea of insurance right Mm -hmm. like insurance isn't necessarily to bring you above what you had right and like get you something better than what you had but it's just to make you whole again like how is that not i guess what i'm saying is how is that not taking place yet how is 500 years 600 years however long that we've dealt with this issue of substandard inhuman living how long is that going to take, you know, how many generations are going to be like, you know, in the ground before they're like, okay, yeah, we, 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 we probably owe you this, you know? Hey, hey, so we were wrong. (laughs) Um, yeah, you know, I I know what you mean. Well, that's where it takes people like, you know, some of our activists that are out there, you know what I mean? But it takes more, it takes more than that. It takes, it takes everybody. And it takes allies. And I think that's what, what's been, especially inspiring these last few years is the amount of allies that native americans have mm-hmm. have gained outside of of um outside of the tribes um and i mean you well, met, you know you met, people are coming a lot more socially aware yeah. and they're not their parents you know what i mean their yeah. concept of society isn't the same and so in one sense it's like we can't hold them accountable for how their ancestors acted but in the same sense they also need to understand like look this is how your ancestors acted you have this 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 level up in society that we don't have your job as having this responsibility is to close the gap you know just yeah. like it's 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 a, it's our job to make sure that the next generation has a a proper maintained earth to inherit you know what i mean like pollution wise like if if we don't step up and do something then it's just going to continue on and get worse you know Hmm. well and along that same line so one of the things that you you had said earlier is that we don't we don't really speak our language and i think that's part of one of the things of growing up in the city that that we've kind of missed out on is um, one, I don't know my language well enough to even communicate with uh, with anyone in or my language. To, for me, even introduce myself in, in the language. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, can't, yeah. And I, I mean, like, I know words like like if I say yate, I'm saying hi. But I mean, like, to full on be able to say hi. My name is Malachi. Uh, these are my clans. I know my clans, but mm-hmm. like. I would don't know how to go on beyond that. I can tell you like, hey, in English, like, hey, these are my clans. And then go on from there. Mm. Um, but along those same lines is the fact that I don't know much about our ceremonies. I don't know too much about... Um, uh, 
I, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because we as a whole entire population of Native people have been through the Holocaust and none of our ceremonies are intact. You know, we've filled in bits and pieces of what, you know, the, the generation before us taught us, but the true root core of being a Native you know, was lost way before any of our generation ever came around, before their generation came around, before their, their generation came around. It's like we've we've been waiting for everything to settle, and it's like, I mean, do you guys get what I'm saying? Yeah. Or What it's like, kind of like what what is a true native? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like it's, yeah. Hard. it's really not like a, an answer you can just – just give out there. Have, just, yeah, yeah. Because it's been so uh, not diluted, but, you know, mixed over the years, right? Yeah. Like you said, like so much has been added, taken away, you know, We've so who's so to much. say what's, what is what, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and the other, the other along the same lines, like even before, even before Europeans had made it into this country, there was a mixing of Native Americans even before that. Because if you go, you'll find, that Navajos who were Navajo for generations had their their grandmother who was an Apache or their grandmother who was a Kiowa or, you know, somebody along the same lines was a different tribe at some point. And w- whenever that happens, it can, if, you, if you only adhere to a certain idea, a certain principle, um you'll eventually stagnate and lose the purpose of it. And so therefore, you know, the, the Pueblos had to bring in something something new from like the Navajos and the Navajos had to bring in something new. And that's why you see like in a lot of, t- uh, a lot of ways, all these tribes have um, somewhat similar but yeah, different. or different designs, yeah. different customs. Yeah. And that's why it's... But they're similar. They're similar, but different. Same, but different. <laughs> same, same, but different. <laughs> I know movie. for me growing up, though, like um, in the city, you know, there was a stark difference between, um, you know, just like I was saying before, like I didn't know my place. You know what I mean? I didn't know where <laughs> I fit in with everybody, you know? I had friends who were like had houses <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like i grew up in a in a, a mobile home not like you know we were literally moving our home anywhere but just like you know the regular like a like a like a trailer you know i mean just speaking real to that like <laughs> i grew up using my grandma's address so i could go to a nice school yes uh, aps don't uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like we were living in like the worst neighborhood yeah <clears throat> and so we would show up to the, the nice school and that's actually how I got into painting was because I was around all these white kids that had a ton of money. And like, here I was with my bummy shoes, you know, mm-hmm. bummy clothes. But that's... Not that our parents didn't take care of us. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, our just, parents but, provide the but you, had you, more you stuff. wore everything you had until that it was, was like, hand-me-down. could not be worn anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Going to school somewhere else you know yeah. what i mean just and like taking 30 minutes to get to school versus the kid who just gets to walk out the door with yeah the i always like, wanted to walk yeah. out to that school that was the dream you know and like i remember my friends oh, like goodness. having having us over to go to their house and thinking oh this would be so cool if my friends got to come to my house and then you couldn't because nobody if, knew if, i lived there and then if they <laughs> did find out and if the school found out then they'd send you off to yeah. somewhere else mm-hmm. or have you go through the process of trying to transfer in <laughs> and then you have to pr- prove all these things. It was just a lot Crab easier. I had to... like, <laughs> like 15 <laughs> kids <laughs> listening to that address. Oh, man. Hey, yeah. man, you got to work the system. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, that was uh, literally but all because your parents wanted the in best in for in you. the city. Yeah. Being in in the city is learning how <laughs> how to work the I system. Because I, I don't want to say that because that sounds so bad. No, no. But yeah. in the same sense... Not in it's a, like if you don't learn your environment, the then we are all like like I've been telling us like we we are quite literally products of our environment. Oh, you gotta adapt to survive. And if yeah, you, taking care of yourself. Do what you can to take care of yourself. Yeah, you know? and yeah. your family. Yeah. Well, because yeah, it, you know, if you were to go to the schools that we 
were like in the area of like who knows where I would have ended up to be honest so here's a crazy story all of the people that grew up in my block are either dead or in jail Mm. like that's facts the people that are that I grew up next to yeah right except for Al yeah except for him and he became a cop which tells you is he yeah. Got two ends of the ex- <laughs> well, he he moved out. You got two ends of the ex- the spectrum there. Yeah, <laughs> you either become a cop or you end up in jail. Well, so but, yeah, no, that's crazy, right? To yeah. think about that. Yeah. yeah, isn't that a movie? My best friend became a cop and I'm a criminal. <laughs> that's uh, the Departed, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you a cop? <laughs> he didn't look at me. He's he's a cop. He's a cop. <laughs> they don't look at you. They're a cop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I know what you mean, you know. Um, Sorry. But yeah, you know, for me, like it was like, yeah, not knowing exactly where I fit in, because I, like you said, I wasn't the kid who like had a house nearby the school, and right? See, that got that's, to walk to school. That's the, going to friends' houses. Like, man, it was like, man, this is like you have a backyard. Think of this. <laughs> How old were you at that age? Like, where you really realized that? Um, maybe 10, 11. Yeah, whatever, like fourth and fifth grade See, were. Like, that's I was actually where your dual houses. consciousness kicked in, where yeah. you realized that you weren't like white society. Do you know what I mean? Mm, and yeah. that's the burden that every native living off the reservation lives with is this idea of you realize that you're native, but yet you still operate inside a society that's catering to non natives. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And you know, it's enough to drive you crazy. Mm. <laughs> that is excellent topic to go to, which brings us to our next topic. Well, first, we're going to have a little bit of an advertisement. Nice. Um, going to kick it off, throw it out. Uh, we yeah. like to, yeah, yeah. we want to be able to highlight um, oh, native artists, yeah. you know. And uh, um, so, yeah, we'll be right back after this quick break. Hey everybody, this is your new buddy and pal, Mal. We at Off The Reservation believe in Native artists supporting other Native artists. So for our very first episode, we want to highlight an excellent painter that goes by the name of Yellow Man. Yellow Man is an award-winning artist that has been painting for over 50 years. He's best known for his very large-scale Native American faces with some very striking features. If you are interested at all in seeing any of his work, you can go to yellowmanartist.com or find him on Facebook and Instagram at yellowmanfineart. So y'all should check him out because it'd be a lot cooler if you did. All right, so we're back after those lovely uh, advertisements and a shout out to our featured artists this week. Um, Let's see. I think one of the topics we were kind of like bordering on earlier was the idea, the idea of realizing that we, we were different. Like when we were, when we realized when, how did you put it? What was that term you used? Otherness. When we realize you describe the otherness, what does that mean? Otherness. Otherness is the idea of you don't fit into normal society that something is different. And I mean, otherness is like can reach out to so many different uh, people and people do feel otherness on some level. But when the entire society that you live in is kind of opposite the way you are, um, I feel that is like a even deeper, even bigger, even more dense otherness than just feeling like your parents don't understand you and it's not a phase mom emo is for life. It's not just teen angst. <laughs> yeah, it's not just teen angst. And I think that's that's the um the true uh essence of otherness is yeah, you can have your angst, you can have your your phases that you go through, but if it's the otherness that you've felt since the day you were born all the way up until you die, that is true, heavy, dense, uh, unadulterated, full-on, in-your-face otherness. And, I mean, for Native Americans... Honestly, otherness is is huge because 
I believe that in our society, it was built on this idea that Native Americans were the enemy. And I believe that's uh, partially from the beginning of the establishment of the United States, because in order to get the land that the government wanted, they had, uh, it, it, oh, okay, so let me explain. This idea, there's an idea that when you start a campaign against a people, you have to create them and mark them as the enemy. And in order to mark them as the enemy, you have to brand them uh, different terms, mm -hmm. such as like uh, Nazis are terrorists, are Nazis. You uh, derogatory names, and it, mostly it's it's dealt with uh, derogatory names. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, you know, for Native Americans, one of them would be like Redskin, uh, Savage. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, and, and different things. So, like, it could even be Chief. and So just, you know, any of the main NFL uh, teams. <laughs> yeah. The uh, most sports teams. <laughs> no, but yeah, I know what you mean. And, and growing up in, in, the, in, in this society, you're, you're inundated with these terms, like Red Man, Savage. I mean, we look back at... Um, um the the most uh controversial one recently was uh the peter pan and how in the middle of peter pan they get captured and there's tiger lily and then uh they have that whole entire song uh called what makes the red man red and um i mean it's so controversial nowadays but when it came out like oh it was disney it was disney and it was Just like good the world, fun. yeah, yeah, a good family fun film, yeah. Um, but as a Native American, like seeing that as a child and realizing, like, you don't see natives in media and in, in movies other than like in a John Wayne western, falling off a horse, and so seeing that and you like recognize like, ooh, Tiger Lily, oh, all the Indians in this uh, movie. I feel connection to them. And then you go to school and you eventually experience Thanksgiving at school. And it's around that time when you suddenly start realizing, I'm not like the other kids in my class. Like, <laughs> well, it, you know, it starts beyond that because they start, like, teachers start to talk about pioneers and settlers <laughs> and they start to talk about oh our ancestors did this and our ancestors did that and one of the first times i realized i was different i raised my hand up and i was like well let's be correct here your ancestors did that your ancestors did that my ancestors did this mm -hmm. and it was like one of those record moments where like the record screeches and she looked at me and she goes oh yeah i guess you are right you know what i mean yeah and you know we've all had those moments in our lives where we know we're different but then there's things that are just like like a coal like bucket of water thrown on you like you're different yeah. you know what i mean and it's I, like and we all have that right at some point i think well, I, I, that might be a generalization but i think most mm -hmm. kids especially natives well, at some point you realize oh like see it's interesting though because <clears throat> we're in an interesting position right we're natives and we live in the inner city but there's also what they call POC, people of color, who are also minorities living mm -hmm. in the same position that we're living in. So our plight is just like mirrored just like them. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And so we've all had those moments of where we're all faced with either we're different economically, we're different where we live, we're different because of what we eat, we're different because of, of the color of skin we have, we're different because our parents are different colors, we're different because our parents make different types of income you know we're all faced with that and you know there's the when those moments happen you're faced with the idea of like whoa you know this is either a good thing or it's a bad thing you yeah. know yeah well then you feel and you feel different I and mean, you just you start feeling different you start noticing different things you know what i mean yeah. the way other people's families are 
you know, their relationship with their parents, you know, like your friends, you're like, oh, that's, that's not how, like, it feels so, like, almost like sterile in your house, you know what I mean? Like, the way they interact with their parents. And, and even, like, for me, the first time going to a friend's house and, like, it was, you know, an Anglo friend, you know, and they have this nice house and their parents almost look at you like... <laughs> You know, my my who, my who kid is a friend of yours. <laughs> who, who, are, who are you? You know, and you almost feel you almost feel like uh, I, I don't I don't know if I I don't know I guess I go as far as to say you almost feel lesser you know a yeah. than bit, people yeah. you know sometimes you know because of, because here you are in the same sense you know where you're from you know what you see every day and then you go into these huge homes and you're like whoa you know and they mm-hmm. see the look on your face of like. I've never seen a home like this before. It's like, How man, I should have worn my good jeans. I, yeah. I, had a, I had a friend. Um, his, you know, I've always, so I've always wanted a house with a garage because, you know, so many good things can happen in a garage. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like garage band. Yeah, like other than parking your car in there. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. play jamming out games. You know, Apple but, started in a garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> and so, uh, anyways, uh, I remember the first time I went to a friend's house. And he, you know, his family had a garage. He had a, a hoop cemented into the the driveway. Oh my gosh! Like, I was like, ground hoop. The, yeah, I was like, that's <laughs> awesome, you know. And like his dad put some time into it because it was like extendable. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So we could like dunk on it. Your dad um, loves you. <laughs> and uh, you know, so I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then in the fridge they had, I mean, in the fridge in the garage they had a refrigerator Ooh. that they just always stocked with Gatorade. Who's your friend? And, yeah, I know, right? Um, so cool. And so, and so I was like, this is amazing, you know? So he's like, oh yeah, do you guys want a Gatorade? I was like, oh sure. <laughs> Wait, you have food in your fridge? And so like. We we hung out at his house, and at some point, I think his parents got tired of us being there because they knew that we were like they're coming in here, drinking all my Gatorades, freaking dunking on our hoops. You know what I mean? And at some point, you just feel like, oh, like I don't think they want me here. You know what I mean? And and it feels like you know you just feel like it just feel weird. You know? Well, that's what you get for having the cool house. You know, like like if if you're if you're gonna have a house with a Hoop, uh, uh basketball hoop. You better expect the neighborhood kids are coming over. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can't just put a hoop in the ground and not expect a kid to want to use it. Yeah. <laughs> have a fridge full of Gatorades and not expect the kids to drink them. Come on. <laughs> you it's like having hoop. a... But first. that's what I mean. Like, it, and like even in their in their environments, the way they, like, talk to their family, it was weird. It was oh. weird. It was like, oh, you guys aren't, like... You can talk back <laughs> and <laughs> not die? Yeah, it was kind of like that, you know? But everything, the interactions just felt so, I don't know. It felt like you were watching like, was, a, like a weird sitcom. There was like no warmth, you know what I mean? It wasn't like mm. a, like the way like, you, you know, we interact with our families. And, and that's where it kind of comes back to it, right? Our family, growing up in our family, was like, Huge. we really took the, the, the aspect of family to like the next level in the sense yeah. of like, yeah. we, we were together a lot. A you know, lot. I mean, every holiday. I mean, well, okay, so we all grew up in church, and going to the church, we had like aunts and uncles everywhere, in like heavily integrated into all the administrational positions in the church. So, like, going to church wasn't just like going to church, so, it was going to go hang out. I with love this story. Let me tell the story. Do you remember going to Sizzler after church? Oh, yeah. With yeah, the entire family. Sizzler. And, like, we would take over, like, the entire restaurant. Yeah. Like, there was more Indians in Sizzler <laughs> than, than, I mean, it than looked the like Sizzler we and Gallup. Gallup. Yeah. <laughs> and we were all related. Like, they would see us come in and they would just know, oh, no, they're coming in here. Well, it was like it was like we moved and like you know how like you reserve spaces in a restaurant for like a party, like we didn't have to reserve a space in them in there, but we still got the room to, for the oh, party. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> they're like it's just easier if we put you all in one. It was room. I don't know if it was because maybe it was like safety in numbers or <gasps> what, but like we would all go eat at the same restaurant and mm-hmm. like, you know, it was enjoyable at the same time. But I remember looking inward and we're all eating and then turning around and looking and seeing the whole restaurant looking at us like where did they come from are like like because at that time like you know we all like some of us had short hair so we didn't look indigenous indigenous yeah like we you know we had just 
you know, I, I think we, we didn't fit their perception of being native. Like yeah. we didn't have buckskin and feathers on. Like mm-hmm. we were literally just dressed like normal people. And so like we blew these people's minds just eating steak, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's crazy because that happens to me all the time now. Like I go into places and like I blow their minds just buying shoes or buying a TV, you know? And it's like, golly, like, am I the first Indian to come through here? Okay. <laughs> okay. Along that same line. Okay. So for anyone who's native and, and ever been native and grown up in off the reservation in a city. Just say if you've ever been native. <laughs> if you've ever been native. If you've ever been native. If you haven't, you got to try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, you can ahead. pick it up at the store. It's, it's on sale. Um, I think Amazon right now, you can get two for three. <laughs> but... Going to Walmart in like Albuquerque, New Mexico is a whole other thing than going to Walmart out in Gallup. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Like going like growing up, like you go to Walmart, you see all kinds of different people, like they look at you and then it's that whole idea like you go into a space, you're native, you have long hair, you don't look like everyone else, you may or may not have facial hair and it may or may not be patching. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I got yeah, never mind. And so, like, you I go to <laughs> I know that struggle. Yeah, we both are sitting in that struggle bus. <laughs> um, but like, at you go to Walmart and Gallup, and everyone looks the same. There's like dudes walking around with long hair, braided, unbraided, flowing in the wind, and you're like, oh man, this is gonna be a special experience. And then you walk in, and you're kind of like, nobody cares. <laughs> And and that's that's the feeling of like being a native from the city going off to the reservation and entering a place and not like causing a stir, causing a, getting a reaction. It's like the most like I want to say liberating feeling of almost being anonymous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because when you're when you're native. In, We're just in being the quote city, unquote, normal. Yeah, <laughs> because you know, like, a lot of times too, when you're native and you go into a store, it's not like you're like a celebrity. Like, oh, look at that Indian! Wow, can I have your autograph? It's look at this brown person. We better watch them. Yeah, yeah. Make yeah, sure yeah. they don't put anything in their jacket yeah. or their giving purse. you that side eye of just going like, to yeah. Walmart. That's what I mean. Like going to Walmart, I could walk around, or walk around Walmart, and not worry about security following me. And so that level of perception is like is amplified off the reservation. Mm. Like you you not only do you know you're different, but like everybody's watching you, waiting for you to perpetrate. You know? Yeah. Yeah, everybody reminds you that you're different in the way that they act. Yeah. Well, I mean and it's okay. So in in a conjunction or what is it? In I don't know what the word is. But in the opposite way, being that we're native and we're an artist at the same time. Like, we've grown up. Our father's been an artist. He's been painting. Yeah, since well, the early 70s. Yeah, since the, uh, yeah, for a long time. We've been going to art shows pretty much our entire life. And therefore, being, um, being a child and growing up as a Native artist, therefore, you want people no- to notice you. You want people to recognize you and go, hey, that's you you're different let me go ahead and see what you're doing and so i don't know i mean like for me like i remember growing up and i had long hair and since like i've never cut my hair my entire life my hair has been long um it's generally braided it used to be braided you know looking looking fly with my long hair see that's interesting because i've always had short hair my whole life yeah and, and I always used to get questions about that. Like, why does your brother have short hair or long hair and you have short hair? I'm still wondering. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, okay, so w- the way it kind of happened all is, like, my parents, when I was born, I had really long hair. Like, I came out and, boom, I had long hair. Where And so my parents were like, uh, yeah, we can't. We can't cut that hair. It's <laughs> just out of <laughs> out of like convenience. I don't convenience. have the heart. To like, cut I don't, don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to cut the hair all the time. Just, yeah. Just leave so it then, down. yeah, and it just grew, and then eventually they braided it, and then eventually they they taught me the the ideas and the and the feeling behind it, and the idea is that a Native American man has his hair long because it's a sign of of honor of of. Uh, 
the pride of being who you are. And for me personally, as I got older, it became a sign of rebellion. Mm-hmm. Like, look, you can't, you can't control me. I'm not going to go and conform to your ideas. And, but as a child growing up with long hair, I got mistaken so many times for being a girl. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, you can, you can attest to oh, this. Oh, I would like, stand up for you. I'd be like, that's my little brother. <laughs> like, I, and it was always most of the time. Well, I want to, don't want to say always, but most of the time it was an elderly Anglo lady who would come up and go, Oh, you're such a cute girl. Oh, I love your long hair. It's so pretty. Oh, you take good care of it. And it's so pretty. Your mom must have so much fun braiding your hair. And I'd be like, I'm a boy. And I, you know, like, (laughs) I'm a man. (laughs) Yeah. Like, as as a young Native American man, being mistaken for a girl at the time was like, no, 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 no. You're not gonna, I'm gonna make myself as manly sounding as possible. And I mean, those kind of interactions stick with you for a long time. Oh, they, I could see that giving you a complex. Even my son, my son has long hair, for those of you who don't know. And he gets called a little girl all the time. And I see him, it puts, it puts a fire in his, in, in him because he, it's, um, for one, it's emasculating, and he's he's like he's the he's a man's man, right? And so, I just I don't know. It, it's hard. I, I mean, I feel for him. I I have long hair now too. And one time we were all walking in a row, and like this guy at the store was like, "Oh, you ladies having a good day?" And I turned around, <laughs> I looked at him, and he saw me, and he was like, "Oh, sorry, you just have pretty hair." <laughs> and I was like, "So you're a man telling me I have pretty hair? I got you, bro." Okay. Are you okay? Yeah, thanks. thanks. I shampoo and condition. <laughs> Head and shoulders, Troy Palomalo. Well, and so like, okay, so I like at an early age, I was having those kinds of interactions. You so had long like, hair too, didn't yeah. you, El? No. Yeah, you yeah, did. You did. And your it wasn't your, like long, long, but you it was shoulder length. You, right? you went through no. the skater phase. Yeah, it was. It went. It went down to here. It wasn't that long. I swore you had long no. hair. No. I tried, and then I... I could have sworn it was, like, at least to your shoulders at one point. Mm, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I, yeah, I was trying to be a skater. Yeah. Man, I love skateboarding. Do you remember going skating all over um, Phoenix during the Her oh, Dark yeah. Show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a lot that of fun. That was fun, man. <laughs> we went to that movie theater. <laughs> yeah. Skated down the road with that movie theater. Man, the life of an artist kid is so much fun, like... It, it's a blast, but man, I was jealous of you guys. You guys, like, <laughs> you know, like it was awesome when you guys took us on trips. Like, yeah. and I was always jealous of Shauna. She went with you guys a couple yeah. times to places. You know, well, that's because Shauna was was technical. She, <laughs> Shauna she, was working. <laughs> she read the manuals anyway. <laughs> uh, it's so funny, man, because she still does. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if if, and you know, my Ooh. sister and her husband. They love playing board games. And I was I like I like board games, but I can't sit there and read all the rules and know exactly what you're supposed to do. Like why but it's you? enjoyable to play with them because they do that. <laughs> they yeah. read the rules. Oh, yeah, they know how it goes and you're like, okay. <laughs> and so you're like, you have someone else do it for you because it just gets so boring. <laughs> but you need those people in the world, yeah. you know? <laughs> They're very important. They're doctors now. Indeed, yeah. Yes, they are. You know, <laughs> they I read the manuals. The manuals. <laughs> you know, I often look at our experience as Native males growing up in the city. Like, I can't imagine being a Native woman growing up in the city. Mm. That'd like, be scary. That's, that's, that's too much. Like, that, that's just crazy. Like, the amount of harassment and... I mean, I don't even know. I mean, just, just in general, being a woman, you get harassed so much so, in, in so many different ways. And it, So it, if you're a man out there listening, be a better man. Like, mm. like be cool. Don't Don't be a jerk. As my daughter walks in and waves. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, she gave you that sign of approval there. She's yeah. like, <laughs> I approve of this message. It's good. <laughs> so yeah. Good. I mean, yeah, it, so at some point, I think, right, you said, I mean, we were saying, at some point, everybody experiences that there is something else uh, maybe different, you know, and whether that's the way the, the system 
And when I mean the system, I mean like the school system growing up, school the way system. they teach you about history and American mm-hmm. history. You know, you realize that I wasn't on that side. Like our ancestors weren't on the American history side for a yeah. lot of, yeah. you know what I mean? We were taken advantage of. And, but it's, it's, it's weird because you don't immediately connect with that until, like you said, you put into the position of like, okay, we're going to split up between uh, pilgrims and Indians. Everybody yeah. get down. Yeah. Let's all make some uh, uh, headbands head head with feathers. And what is interesting <laughs> is me and Mal were in interesting positions. Being our our father was an artist, was we were always culturally aware that we were native, right? Yeah. It was honestly though, I didn't realize all of the white people around me that I was living around weren't native. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I didn't think I was a native. Right. I thought they were all native with me, and their yeah. perception of life was a native view. Well, you didn't have the <laughs> idea that there was even a separation between you two. Yeah, and that didn't happen until, like, that story I told you guys where I was in school, and this little boy, this little white boy was, you know, talking trash to me. And I looked at him, and I cussed back at him in Navajo, and he looked at me just like, what did he say? What? <laughs> what was it? You said you said. Oh, uh, I told him like, each chant, <laughs> and like he looked at me and he was like, "Chant, what's chant?" And he looked at all the other white boys standing around him and he goes, "Do you know what chant is? Do you know what chant is?" And he looks at me and he goes, "What's chant?" And I looked at him and I said, "It's you, you're chant." <laughs> oh jeez. And so then he like turned around <clears throat> and went running towards the teacher and pulled on her dress and he goes. Uh, Miss such and such, Ben told me I'm chant. I'm chant. And this is a white teacher, right? She looks at me and she goes, Ben, what's chant? And like, I looked and I was like, uh, uh, and I just played dumb. Like, you know, I didn't know. I was, you know, little kid. So then I go home, right? And I see my dad and I'm like, Dad, I got into trouble today. I got to tell you right off the bat. He's like, Ben, what happened? And I said, This little white boy was picking on me and cussed at me. So I told him, he eats something bad. And he goes, eat something bad? Well, what did you tell him? And I felt so bad. I said, Dad, I cussed. And he goes, what? What did you say? And I said, I told him he eats chant. And like he laughed so hard. And he goes, you told him he eats chant? And he goes, I said, yeah. And he looked at and I said, but I said, he had no idea what I said to him. Like he didn't know what I told him. And he was just like, like even the teacher knew, like didn't know what I told him. And he looked at me and he goes, Ben. It's because we're we're Navajo. They don't speak Navajo. They're white. And I was like, what? And like at that point, I felt like a little elevation. Like I felt like I was a part of a special club. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so that idea of feeling different wasn't Mm -hmm. like, oh, different in a bad way. It was like, okay, now I got this secret handshake to this shit. You know (laughs) what I mean? And so growing up, meeting other natives in the city, you would see them and you hey, the chant high. <laughs> well, you knew that they were going through the same shit you were going through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether you had to say it or not say it, you could just see each other and be like, give each other the what's up nod. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's a little different now because more of us are getting off the reservation mm-hmm. and white society is used to that now, used to seeing us in, in colonized spaces, right? And so... You know, it's making it easier. Every person that comes off and gets off and inhabits colonized spaces, it just makes sorry. It makes it just easier for for that transition to happen. Hmm. Just as a clarification, um, chant is a Navajo word, and it doesn't. It's not actually a bad word. It's not a curse word. It's the word for poop, and so it's not a curse word in the sense that like. Like Navajos don't actually have any curse words in their language, but you can say like you eat chant and therefore it be turned into a curse. It's all about context mm-hmm. and how you're using it. But yeah, just for anyone who's like, oh man, I learned a curse word in Navajo. <laughs> I'm going to go use it. And you, I mean, you contextually, you can go and use it as a curse word, but it's not technically a curse word. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I like using the word chant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want people to think differently of me. It's not a curse. I, I've been teaching it to my son when he, he he's barely, a, he's a little bit over a year. And I'm like, oh, you got chant? Okay, come on. Let me go ahead and change your diaper. You know? And so. Oh, the joys of fatherhood. Yeah. 
It, and lige, uh, lige is, is for urine, pee. And so I've been teaching those words. I, I don't know much Navajo, but a bit I'm trying to pass on. Is it all bodily, uh, <laughs> bodily, bodily functions? functions. <laughs> Chant, those lige. are all the important ones. <laughs> Sit down, stop, no, lots of no. I think maybe the important thing to, to take out of this whole conversation, though, is that we don't need to feel bad about feeling Our different. Others. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we should accept that, embrace it, because that's who we are. You know what I it mean? It makes us special. And uh, for me, you know, a lot of my life, I did feel weird. I didn't, I didn't, you know, you almost like, you almost want to push that side of you away, you know, because... Yeah. Minimize growing up, it. yeah, growing up in 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 public school in the city, it's you know, yeah, like you said, you especially almost want to for Indians that. like us, like we're very dark complected. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. There are other Indians that are in our family who are extremely light complected, and they can pass. Or like and they don't Josh face. Who looks Asian. They don't. They don't face the same plight that we face. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And like they can either just pass for being you know hispanic or pass for being white mm -hmm. you know and and that's fine i'm not saying anything bad about that but what i'm saying is that we have all faced the same same kind of struggles yeah and i think like it's important for kids that are in that same area or even parents that have kids that are going through that particular time from you know grade school mm -hmm. like just to acknowledge that and and even have those conversations with them and be like look there's nothing wrong with you know <laughs> this is our heritage you know yeah. be proud of it you know um I, I i will say you know my my parents didn't talk about it a lot you know mm -hmm. and um you know i think there was that's probably at some point my dad was like i i can't <laughs> pursue the art road anymore like i i have kids i gotta I think I'm gonna have to get a job, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. and uh, you know the responsibilities of of being a parent, you know, took over, and so I didn't see the art realm of growing up like mm -hmm. you guys did, um, you know, even though my dad was becoming pretty prominent, you know, yeah, yeah, um, well, I didn't, he did I didn't get to experience that. that yeah, he did sculpting, a lot of sculpting, um, and I've seen some of his work and. Uh, Man, it's good. It's yeah, really good. It's really good. Um, See, you guys were a lot younger, but I remember going with our our dads mm -hmm. and our moms to go to stone quarries and like pull pull alabaster out yeah. of out of the ground. Like that was cool. You yeah, know, being a little kid, you got to do that. Yeah, you guys weren't even <laughs> like born. what a neat like experience. <laughs> yeah, what, like yeah. So, but like I didn't know that. You know what yeah. I mean? When I grew up, like I did, we didn't have that. You know, and uh, they only like. Uh, uh, experience that i had with that was through your guys's family yeah um which was really cool like it was really neat to be able to to see you know it's hard does, though like you know every every family's faced with the idea of like you know what you want to do versus the reality of the reality. facts you yeah. know and like if if it got to a point to where i had to choose between feeding my family and the dream of being an artist like it's feeding my family yeah read mm -hmm. you know what i mean oh yeah no so, i mean i don't okay i'm not gonna you know, say that my dad made the wrong choice or anything, yeah. you know, like, I, I, I agree with you. Like, yeah. you know, he did what he had to do for us. And that's, mm -hmm. that's just part of being, you oh, know, yeah. being a parent uh, and a an parent. Adult. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, um, you know, growing up, like, you know, I really did wish that my family had more insight into our heritage and that I knew, you know, cause I feel like, a lot of the stuff I got was from your dad, you know, well, talking and telling stories, you know. We're in a very interesting position because we're multi-tribal. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, Grandpa, Grandpa Wendell, like, he knew everything about Kiowas and he knew everything about being Taos Pueblo. Yeah. And so how do you choose which, what information you part to your next generation? Right. You know, even he is, is part two tribes, right? Yeah. So that's where the diversity starts. And like it, it, it's almost like we are like our own tribe of natives into our own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Multi-tribal. Like, yeah. like that, that's, nobody sets the qualifications for what is Indian. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, like, the government does. Well, I, because we <laughs> give them that power. Though. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's good. We don't have to acknowledge that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the government, like, okay, so both of us are, are from the same parents. Mm -hmm. 
and you are technically registered as a Kiowa yes. with the government. I am registered as a Navajo with the government. But we have the same parents, we have the same lineage, yet the only difference is that what the government sees. And Well, even oh, that, it's our own governments within, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the tribes, yeah. you know, but the way and, they're running things is, like you said, kind of like it's it's mirroring, a lot of them mirror the... The, uh, the government but yeah yeah and you know i i i have a hard time with that it, onto its own like i don't know why our tribal governments govern themselves like the federal government you know that's not mm -hmm. our heritage and they want to have this resurgence oh let's get back to mean indian well why are you managing yourselves <laughs> in a non-indian way why are you governing yourselves in a non-indian way that's yeah. that's the problem in the first place, you know. Mm. But anyway, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> we get into politics later, guys. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think that was a good discussion, you yeah. know. And uh, for all, you, hey, all you kids out there. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know. What, what's the, What's the message for the kids, Ben? Or. Uh, uh, I mean, the message is is that otherness doesn't have to make you make you is, isn't a bad thing that being an other or feeling your uh, otherness is something that you have that you should eventually try to own and i mean especially with so much going on so much happening on the internet and with uh, the resurgence of of native american identities and things like that there are opportunities for you to investigate and learn more about yourself and um, all it takes is some research and a, and a desire to fill those things because, uh, I mean, I know even even as we've talked and like explained like how how much of an interaction with uh, within our uh, our family we've had in education of who we are, we still feel other, and I honestly think that no matter your education in your family or how much you know about who you are and your lineage, you will ultimately feel other. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. All right, all guys. All right, all right. <laughs> hey, we got a lot more topics to talk about in yeah. upcoming, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks Again, for listening, this is guys. Uh, off the reservation. 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 Oh. We'll see you guys. <laughs>